Alright guys, you know that one scene in Jurassic Park, you know, the most intense part of the movie where the kids are in the same room as the Velociraptors and they're trying to stay quiet while the Velociraptors are trying to hunt them down? Yeah, the entire movie of A Quiet Place is exactly like that. Maybe a bit more intense. If anything uh, that I could uh, pin it down to, is it's kind of like the uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh, Signs. Um, it's just, it's a lot more intense, like I said. I didn't know uh, what to expect okay. when it came down to this movie, but I have seen it being advertised uh, all over the place, and given the fact that this is a horror movie with a couple of leads that you're actually familiar with, I actually really wanted to see it. Um... So, what's it about? Without trying to give too much away, I'll okay. explain what the IMDB thing says. It says, In a post-apocalyptic world, a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra-sensitive hearing. And that pretty much does it. It's a man-versus-beast uh, film. It's all about survival, and it does a, has a lot of focus on... Uh, sounds and sound editing and music and just a whole lot of that but how's the rest of the movie well uh, we'll get into it when we start interpreting the stars so uh, thanks for tuning into uh, interpreting the stars if you're the first time you're listening to this this is a podcast where I try to dive deep and try to explain what the stars mean on a 1 to 100 star rating. So, if you see a movie that's rated 78% and another movie that's rated 79%, I'm here to try to explain what where that 1% difference lies. So, I'm here to explain everything. And the way that I do that is I split everything down into five categories, and that is people, writing, behind the scenes, entertainment, narrative arc, and uh, a specialty category. And each of those categories have five subcategories underneath them, and I score those subcategories uh, between, you know, a number of stars. And I'll get into that in a, in a little bit. But first, let's go ahead and start with the first category, which is the people category. Alright, first off, we look at the people category, and like I said, each of these categories have five subcategories underneath them. In this case, we're talking about acting, characters, casting, importance, and chemistry. And the way that I score these subcategories is pretty simple. It goes from zero stars to two stars for each subcategory. Zero means that it was specifically or noticeably bad, uh, and I will explain if that's the case. Or the other way around, two out of two possible stars means that something stood out, something was noticeably good, they did a good job, they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, one out of two possible stars basically means it's neither here or there, it just means that, hey, they did an okay job, but tomorrow I'm probably going to forget all about it because it wasn't memorable. So, without further ado, we're, let's first look at acting. 
Now, acting's actually one of the first things you're going to notice about the movie. Kind of like in Castaway, where there isn't a lot of dialogue. The actors rely heavily on the expressions of their body language and uh, their emotion. And you see a lot of that even in the first few moments of the film. And uh, pretty much everybody that's involved in the movie, it's not just John Krasinski. You know, it, it, it's, it's not just Emily Blunt. And it's not just the kids. It's, it's a number of things. Um, so everybody in the movie had a very distinct way of express, uh, expressing themselves, expressing their emotions. And a lot of it is seen in the very beginning but it's seen throughout the movie as well. So as far as that goes, yes, it definitely stood out. Two out of two possible stars for the acting. The characters, uh, it's really easy to give full points to the characters simply because there's not a lot of them. You're not straining to, uh, to remember who all was in the movie and, and who all these characters were. Uh, and everything. While you might not remember their names, because I don't think they're really uh, spoken that much in the movie, but you do remember their faces, and you do remember who they represent, and why they're there. Because it's all about the family. It's all about who they are as a team, who they are separately, and how they contribute to the film. Are they just family members that are tagging along, or do they have a meaning to being there uh, overall? Characters definitely gets two out of two possible stars because it did definitely stand out to me in surprising ways. But I can't get too much into that because I don't want to spoil you. Casting-wise, obviously I wanted to see it firstly because I saw Emily Blunt and John Krasinski in a horror movie. Uh, but I was actually surprised to see that I kind of like the kids equally as much uh, express, uh, expressively. Uh, specifically, Millicent Simmons, who plays Reagan, who is the daughter, she plays a deaf uh, girl. And while that isn't, you know, it's interesting that they added that fact because it's almost like a double meaning to the title. You know, a quiet place. It's not only a quiet place in the world around them because of the monsters that roam around, but it is also a quiet place in her own mind, in her own uh, way of seeing the world because she can't see it or she can't uh, really deal with the world like everybody else can because she can't hear things. Um, she is a wonderful character and a wonderful actress too. I wasn't sure when it first started out but she does definitely pulls it through and I love the casting done in this movie. Two out of two possible stars for that. Importance wise, the only thing I would say about the importance is that everybody seems to have their own important role that adds to the movie except for the son. The son is in all of the film and here and there you're, you're thinking, okay, how does he actually contribute to the movie? Because in a lot of ways he kind of doesn't. Um, but I'm going to forgive that because of how big 
of the roles literally everybody else in the movie plays. You forget the fact that the kid doesn't have the biggest role in the world because everybody else does. So I will forgive that, and I will give this two out of two possible stars for how important everybody plays their roles. Finally, chemistry. How well does this work? Not only with the leads, but how maybe some of the, you know, lesser characters and how they interact with each other. How, how does their chemistry work? Um, it's, a, it's a family, and I don't think you will ever actually say that it doesn't feel like a family, because it does. It's like the last family on Earth, and there's no real reason to think they aren't, it, but you love them, you feel like they actually are a family, and they're really nothing without each other, and a big part of that has to do with the chemistry, and their ability to express their emotions towards one another, how much they love one another if they are actually family. And they do a great job. Chemistry definitely stands out. Two out of two possible stars, which means that the people category gets full po points here. So 10 out of 10 possible stars for the people category. Woo! Next up, we're looking at the writing category, which of course has five subcategories of its own. Next up, we're looking at the writing category, which, uh, like I said, has five subcategories of its own, and those subcategories are dialogue, the balance of the film, the depth of the story, its originality, and how interesting the movie is as a whole. The first thing that I actually want to point out on this one is probably the depth of the story. I, I do think that there's a lot of heart to be found within the film, as it's dealing with um, not only survival, but it's showing us how difficult life is in general beyond survival. Uh, you know, you're talking about living life as a whole. There's a scene where the mother is homeschooling the child while they can't talk. Um, there, there are scenes like this here and there. I don't want to spoil throughout the movie. But they do a good job of not just showing action, thriller, uh, psychotic stuff going on, survival, 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 but also showing us that, yes, they are attempting to live a life. I mean, the mother is pregnant. Why? I don't even want to sit down and wonder why they think it's a good idea to bring a crying baby into a world where you can't even whisper. Um, but, you know, let's, let's move beyond that, I understand it. Love, family, you know, whatever. They have to repopulate the planet, what do you know? Um, but, a big part of that is the story. However, it's not the main part of the story, it's just a nice little tidbit. So, for story depth, I will only give it half points, so one out of two possible stars there. The rest of it gets perfect though. As far as dialogue's considered, we all know that there's not a lot of it in it. There's, you know, American Sign Language, which kind of counts as dialogue, but that's not really the point. The point is the lack of dialogue makes such a huge impact on how you interpret the film and how the film uh, makes you feel in general that obviously it stands out. So dialogue gets two out of two possible stars. The balance of the film 
It's really, really simple. It's man versus beast, and it's one with a heart. It's one that you can care about. It's one that you want to see. So as far as balance goes, there's nothing convoluted about it. Two out of two possible stars. Originality, this is one of those things where it takes the concept that's so incredibly simple as to be quiet because the thing that you fear the most might hear you and might attack you if you make that sound. Um, and it, it takes it to the next level. But the way that they do it and the way that this movie ma feels in general feels incredibly fresh, incredibly original. Uh, I have to hand it to John Krasinski on this one because it's kind of incredible. So, originality gets two out of two possible stars. Interesting, it kind of is without saying as that's kind of tied into everything else here. Yes, it is an interesting movie um, that I wanted to see beforehand because of mostly because of the cast and because I am a fan of horror in general. But once I started watching it, it's one of those things where at the end of this this year, my next movie awards that I'll be posting about, this is a good contender for surprisingly entertaining. So, interesting, two out of two possible stars, which brings the writing category score up to nine out of ten possible stars. Nine possible points out of ten. All right. So, next up we're looking at a BTS score, that means behind the scenes, which of course goes into, yet again, five different subcategories. BTS, otherwise known as behind the scenes, is one of the first categories, or subcategories of this genre, that sticks out when you see the movie. Honest to God, it's the first thing that really pops up when you watch the movie, and when... When things like this pop up, you know it's going to be a good movie, at least on a technical level, but in the case of A Quiet Place, it, it goes beyond a technical level and more into an entertaining level. So, the five subcategories of behind the scenes are visuals, cinematography, the editing, the advertisement, and the music and sound. The first one I obviously want to talk about is the music and sound category, as this movie is called... A quiet place. So how does the music and sound uh, come in? That's one of the first things that I wanted to know before I saw the movie and I was not let down. Um, the music used is really great but that's not the point. Uh, not very often in film do I really notice the difference between just say sound in general and how it sounds and sound editing. I almost never actually notice sound editing because it's so much like uh, other, you know, things as far as music and sound goes. This time, though, I noticed it. I noticed everything when it came to the music and sound. I noticed the actual musical score. I noticed how much focus was put into quiet sounds sounding much more loud to add to the tension that the film holds. I noticed the sound editing when it came down to what this guy hears and how it immediately cuts off for the girl who's deaf and how that feels as a general rule. It's hard to explain, but the music and sound was the first thing that stuck out, stuck out for me. Two out of two possible stars for that subcategory. Now, 
when it comes down to visuals, yes, you can uh, talk a little bit about, let's say, you know, the CGI of, say, the monsters involved in the film. You can do that. Or you can take a look in general about how the cinematography works with the visuals because, yes, this is a post-apocalyptic movie. This is like I Am Legend. This is things like that. We're living in a world where life as we've known it has ended. So where are we? Um, and the visuals and cinematography combined makes it feel uh, desolate and just big in, in such a believable post-apocalyptic way. Um, that's like the second thing that pops up when you're watching the movie is the visuals and the cinematography as they work hand-in-hand hand together. But of course, there is some pretty good CGI use as well. So visuals gets two out of two possible stars, S, and so does the cinematography. The editing, um, editing-wise, it was more of a subtle thing, but it was actually done really well because, once again, you're talking about post-apocalyptic. So it can't just be easy, cheap editing things because we have post-apocalyptic uh, atmosphere and when it comes down to the action, when it is called for, the action is seamlessly put together with that desolate blah of, you know, post-apocalyptic worlds. Editing was definitely done very well, two out of two possible stars. Advertising, like I said, I wasn't uh, entirely sure of what was to come. But I wanted something to be scary and scary uh, and surprising, you know? Because these days when it comes down to horror, nothing really surprises you. And this isn't, like, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but this isn't a traditionally scary movie. But it is scary. It is hard to take your eyes off of it. And that's kind of what I wanted to see when it came down to how it was advertised to me. So two out of two possible stars for advertising as it was advertised. If we add up all those points, we get a full whopping 10 out of 10 possible stars for the BTS category. Next up, we're looking at the narrative arc category, which goes into five subcategories of its own. Alright, so if you aren't fully aware of how a narrative arc score works, we're talking about introductions, inciting incident, obstacles, climax, and falling action. It's all very basic, you know, stuff that you would expect out of any narrative arc. I don't look at a movie like most critics do with three acts, act one, act two, act three, as I like to dig a little bit deeper and find out where it really excels and where it could have gotten better. Because if I was looking at this as an Act 1, Act 2, Act 3 structure, I'd probably give it full points for Act 1, as it does a really good job of getting us into this world and introducing us to the threats and fearing for the lives of our heroes. Which is fun and dandy, and it is absolutely true. But now we're looking a little bit deeper. The introduction and is mostly where that comes from. The introduction does a great job of introducing you to this desolate world, to what's going on in the world beyond, um, beyond 
the threats that accompany it, and all of that is all found in the introduction, as well as the characters that you fall in love with. However, what is missing is an inciting incident. And the reason why is because the inciting incident happens before the movie starts. And that is, whatever brought the monsters in this film into our realm, why they're there, and uh, what happened to everybody before it. That was the inciting incident. This movie begins on a bang. And I guess that's as close as the uh, inciting incident as you can get. However, because it doesn't have anything traditional for an inciting incident, I will have to give this zero out of two possible stars. Doesn't mean it's bad. It just means on my checklist, it wasn't there. Next, we're looking at the obstacles. And if this movie... <laughs> doesn't have obstacles, it wouldn't be a movie because the entire movie is exactly that. Obstacles. Like I said, the whole scene in Jurassic Park with the kids in the kitchen hiding from the Velociraptors and trying to maintain, you know, silence, that's what this movie is. 90 minutes of that. If that's not obstacles, I don't know what it is. Two out of two possible stars for that. As far as the climax goes... Uh, the entire film builds up to a certain point, and it is just... I, I don't want to spoil you on it, but it is satisfying, and I really loved where they went with the film. Um, so the climax is definitely feels bigger and better than anything else in the movie. Two out of two possible stars for that. And as for falling action, the two things that I like to know for the falling action is, one, does it calm down at the end, and two... Does it return to a new norm that is different than how the movie began? Yes, it calms down. Two, does it return to a new sense of norm? Yes. While the calming down is, is once again, non-traditional of what you would expect for a movie to calm down towards the end, it's more of a subliminal... Uh, psychological calming down almost it's it's hard to explain without you actually seeing it and without me spoiling it but it does calm down return to a sense of norm that gets two out of two possible stars so the narrative arc category gets eight out of ten possible stars next up we're looking at the actual entertainment category which once again five subcategories all right guys here is where it come my uh review hits its most bias. When it comes down to movie reviews, I don't believe that there is one out there that is unbiased. Because bias is, in fact, in everything. However, you have to understand that everything has its own place. Everything deserves to be in its own place. So, if I could take bias and put it into its own category where it deserves to be, then I don't think anybody's really going to complain. Because when it comes down to people's bias against movies or for movies, I think for the most part, it really does come down to how entertained they were when it comes down to it. Oh, this is a good movie. I enjoyed this movie. It's all opinion-based, but it usually has to do with this category right here, how entertaining it was. Because you can say how great a movie is, technically speaking, as much as you want. But if a movie out there is super boring, that's going to be in the entertainment category. And 
because they don't really consider that in, say, award seasons. A lot of boring movies win awards. That's why I have this category, to kind of stay away from that. So, the entertainment category is broken down into five subcategories, like usual. We're talking about how rewatchable the movie is, how much of a fun experience you have while watching it, and fun experience doesn't necessarily mean it's a funny movie, it's a fun movie. It's a fun experience that you have when you watch it. So, like, you can have a dramatic movie, but if you're just so involved in in, it, and if it's making you have a roller coaster of emotions, that's a fun experience. Uh, Just to, you know, give you an example. There is also the impulse to buy it, the impulse to talk about it, and if it sucks the audience in. Sucking the audience in and having a fun experience usually kind of goes hand in hand, but not always. Um, In this case, it does. I definitely had a fun experience while watching, and it sucked me in from the minute it began to the second it ended. That sucked me in for sure, and the way that it kept on pulling me in throughout the movie and everything that kept on happening in the movie, which made it you know, unpredictable, that made it a fun experience for me. So both fun and sucking the audience in, for me, get full points of two out of two possible stars. Um, Is it a rewatchable movie? Absolutely. I would not mind watching this movie again and again and again. It's just one of those kind of movies. Um, Impulse to buy it or own it? Uh, Definitely both. Usually when I talk about this subcategory, I ask myself the question, well, would I mind to own it? As in, do I mind getting it as a gift? Which isn't the same as, would I actually use my own money to buy it? And in this case, I would use my own money to buy it uh, because it's 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 something that I want to own. It's something that I want to say, hey, check it out. I got this because it's one heck of a ride. Uh, Impulse to Buy definitely gets two out of two possible stars. Impulse to Talk About It, interestingly enough, not really. It's one of those movies you kind of just have to experience. Talking about it too much could spoil people, and I I don't really honestly feel like I need to rush off to somebody and say, you got to see this movie because it's insane. Even though I kind of feel like it is, I don't have that impulse to tell somebody about it. I couldn't tell you why, that's just how it is. So all together we have the entertainment score of 8 out of 10 possible stars. Next up we're looking at the specialty category. The specialty category uh, is a little bit different than the last 5, so let's talk about that. So how does the specialty category differ from the last 5? Well for starters... Each of the subcategories here are unique and customized to the movie itself because no movie is like the last. It's apples and oranges in the film industry. So we have to take into account that when we review movies. So in this case, we're talking about different genres. We're talking about actor specifics, director specifics, um, things of the nature that kind of are used as identifiers for this movie. So, and 
Another thing that differs from the last few categories is how it's scored. Because these unique identifiers are so customizable and so specific to the movie at hand, they are worth more points. Each of these are worth 10 possible stars, and the way that you score it is very much similar. Zero out of 10 possible stars means it was specifically, you know, bad. It, it you know, something stuck, stuck out in a way that it shouldn't have. Uh, five possible stars means that, you know, it's exactly as you imagine it be. It didn't stick out. It's not really all that memorable. It is neither here or there. And of course, 10 out of 10 possible stars means that something was specifically memorable about it. Something stuck out. Something was, you know, pretty great. Um, I usually only score 0, 5, or 10 uh, stars so that we don't get any confusion there. Um... But it, it operates like the other categories. It's just different star numbers. So the first thing I want to know. This is a horror movie. Uh, or I should say a horror thriller. So I wanted to know how it works as a horror movie. And how it works as a thriller movie. Because I know that some movies that are you know, designed to be horror. Work more better as a thriller. And the same goes vice versa. So how is it as a horror movie? You know, I kind of fought back and forth with myself on it because, I mean, I personally wasn't scared while watching it in a way where I felt like I was in danger, but I did feel scared for the people on screen. Um, I saw myself almost as an extension to the people on screen because I was so involved with what was going on. I, I was invested and in that case, it kind of is scary. Like, like I said with that Jurassic Park movie, when Jurassic Park came out, I was young. It was like 95, I think, or 93, four, somewhere in the early 90s when it came out. I was really young. That was probably the scariest movie I ever saw as a kid. Um, and I remember that scene specifically when the when one of the dinosaurs jumped out at the screen, um, I was in the theater and I kicked the seat in front of me because, you know, I would it, it was probably my first jump scare, um, and I don't actually have memory of this. My family just tells me this is what happens, and they they always laugh about it. Anyways, this movie reminds me of that scene, which I've seen multiple times now. The entire movie is like that. And it is scary in a different, non-traditional way. So, I wasn't expecting to really give this full points. But horror, absolutely, it is a pretty scary movie in that way. 10 out of 10 possible stars. Uh, thriller, absolutely. If it wasn't horror, if I didn't give it points for being horror, it's definitely... Thrill, uh, it's definitely a thrill ride because even when it's having those moments of being scary there are also slower moments in the movie that are equally as thrilling because of what's going on you never know when they're in danger because sometimes they'll give it to you and you'll be like okay here comes a danger scene but other times you're like 
danger could be lurking around the corner at any given time, and there's no real way to tell. That part is thrilling. 10 out of 10 possible stars for that. Um, John Krasinski directed this and acted in it, and he wrote part of the screenplay. So I wanted to know, um, actor-specific, John Krasinski, you know him from The Office and a few other things here and there. How does he do in this? Well, now, honestly, I didn't think that this would happen. But when it comes down to thinking of John Krasinski as an actor, two things will pop up. The Office and A Quiet Place. Honestly, those are the only two things that are going to pop up for me at this point in life. It surprised me. He did a really, really great job um, in his role. Definitely 10 out of 10 possible stars for him. Uh, what about directing? How did he do as a director? And honestly speaking, I didn't know he directed this until I saw his name in the credits at the very end of the movie. I didn't know that. However, throughout the movie, I was thinking, man, whoever directed this is doing a really good job. I want to go through their IMDb page and see what else they directed to check that out because they're doing a really good job. They must be really good at what they do and then his name pops up for director and I'm like jaw dropped he did a fantastic job 10 out of 10 possible uh, stars for that um, one question I always ask when it comes down to the specialty score is is it halfway decent now when all else fails for movies that are terrible I always ask halfway decent is it halfway decent no matter what I personally thought of the movie, no matter what technical problems I think were there or not, did they make the movie that they intended to make from the get-go? So did John Krasinski do a good job at making A Quiet Place? Did he make this movie uh, how he wanted it to make? Did it come out the way that he wanted it to come out as? You know, I, I can't go completely into his mind, but I can't imagine a better version of A Quiet Place. Honestly. The things that I complained about before mostly had to do with having a checklist and things were either there or they weren't. But that doesn't mean that if they weren't there, that it didn't help the movie at the same time. Um, so it's hard for me to say that anything was actually faulty in the movie. So... Yes, it was definitely halfway decent. They made the movie that they intended to make. 10 out of 10 possible stars. Which means that the specialty category got a whole whopping 50 out of 50 possible stars. So, if we add up all those points together, we get 95 out of 100 possible stars. 95% making a quiet place bump up to the top rated top rated and top scored movie of 2018 that I have seen uh, this was just after um, Ready Player One Ready Player One was my previous number one rated movie of the year and before that I think it was Infinity War but now the new top movie of 2018 for me is A Quiet Place Woo! And the year's halfway over. There's so much more to watch. But I was incredibly impressed by this movie. Guys, tell me what you thought 
of A Quiet Place in the comments. And uh, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast player, remember to subscribe to me and uh, rate and review. And uh, that always helps out. And uh, until next time, guys, peace out and have a good day.